you deserve the truth. The enemy is at our gates. The fight for humanity. I look at your faces. I do not see defeat. No! And I do not see surrender. It's far from over. You will not make that stand alone. We have something the enemy does not. We have heroes. Halo. New season now streaming. Exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. New CBS Monday. Federal agents! Here's where we can see them. NCIS Hawaii is back. About to set it up. New criminals to catch. Armed robbery, aggravated assault, murder. And new investigations to be solved. These guys were good, but even masters make mistakes. Vanessa Lachey and featuring LL Cool J. Violent Island, you got it. Welcome to paradise. A new NCIS Hawaii, Monday, 10, 9 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to the Go 24-7 podcast. My name is Bryce Kuhn, and he is Glenn West. If you're watching over on YouTube, you can see us on a Friday morning as we're talking spring football previews. If you're listening in on audio, we appreciate that as well. We continue getting closer to being done, which is uh, maybe a good sign, Glenn, for fans because it means spring ball is getting closer as well. Uh, That's going to be kicking up and ramping up here, especially in the next week. Today we talk secondary, and Glenn, we've we've talked through the offense. We've you know talked about all the hype of the offense, uh, but today we get to kind of touch on the secondary, which to me is going to be one of the more intriguing groups, just because the amount of new faces and some returning faces you have in that group uh, coming into last season. You know, obviously, you know, covering the team last year with Brian Kelly was one that had to be remade with a lot of guys that had maybe that one year of eligibility left. I think the biggest thing for me, Glenn, is seeing the transfers that were brought in. There was a lot of them. We're going to touch on them here today. They have multiple years of eligibility left, meaning these guys can come in and they can leave in two to three years having really been a part of the program, really had not only built a foundation, but kind of see some things through that maybe they want to achieve throughout their time. Yeah, I mean, look, the transfer portal we knew was going to be a, a, a hot commodity for secondary guys for LSU and particularly at the cornerback position. I think um, when you look at what they brought in, you've got some really young guys who maybe haven't been tested at other big programs like J.K. Johnson and Denver Harris. Those are two young guys that I think you hope to have in the program for uh, several years going forward. And uh, then you also have a couple of guys who have played a lot of college football and Deuce Chestnut and uh, Zy Alexander, um, you know, those are at different levels, of course. But, um, you know, I think it, it's important that you brought in um, all of those guys from the portal. It's 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 really a nice mix there. They're all long. Uh, they're all around, you know, six, six foot, six foot one, six foot two in that range. And, um, yeah, it's just a really important kind of deal for LSU to get these guys in here. I think it's uh, going to be a really big battle this spring in terms of which guys really stick out. Um, you know, I've been ever since I've uh, kind of seen him enter the portal and come to LSU and uh, and just kind of looking through his film and his stats and everything. I've been really intrigued by Zai Alexander. Uh, I think he can be a really, uh, you know, just just great option for LSU at six foot three, uh, really long corner. Um, kind of reminds me, I mean, he's not exactly the, the prototype of a Makai Garner, but he's a guy that I think can have that kind of an impact from a, you know, a, 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 an in-state school that you're getting a transfer from, um, a guy who, you know, I think can play a lot, has, play, has played a lot. Um, I, I think he's going to be a, a seamless fit here. Um, you're not going to have Deuce Chestnut uh, for, for some of the spring. Sonny's already kind of 
uh, broken that news, but he's dealing with a little bit of an injury right now. Don't know that he'll have uh, a ton of on-field reps this spring, so um, you're going to get a good look at, at a lot of different guys in that slot uh, corner position. Um, you could throw in a couple of the freshmen there, uh, of course, but uh, certainly the, the, this all starts with the transfer portal and those guys that they brought in at the cornerback spot. Yeah, I know that ever since I started, you've been talking about Zai Alexander and his ability to make that jump from the FCS to the FBS level. Uh, I kind of want to go to some of the returners. And really, when you look at it's more of the safety positions. You have a guy in Greg Brooks Jr. first year in Baton Rouge last year after transferring in. And then a guy in Major Burns where, you know, if you just kind of look at some rough depth charts right behind them, Glenn, I mean, behind Burns, who's going to be entering as a senior, and so is Greg Brooks Jr., it's a little thin on the back end but behind them. How important is it for those guys, and this is probably too easy of a question, to stay healthy but also perform at a high level knowing you have guys like Kylan Jackson and Ryan Yates that I don't know if they're going to be the number twos in, that, in those spots, but it's going to be interesting to kind of watch. Those two guys I just mentioned obviously brought in in the 2023 class. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be important that Major and, um, and, and Greg have healthy seasons this year. Um, you know, you can also throw Sage Ryan into that mix. I think Sage Ryan's a guy that really needs to take that year three leap. Um, he, he had some up and down moments last year as a pretty consistent player for this group. Um, they, they, they kind of tried him out in a dip, couple different spots. I think he could be a, a guy that you look at in that slot corner position and then, you know, in the you know inside of the line of scrimmage kind of deal, um, you know, covering faster, speedier receivers. Um, I think that's, you know, an option for him in the middle of the field. But this, I mean, it's going to come down to how healthy Greg Brooks can play, how it can be, and, and also certainly Major Burns, who's dealt with some injury issues over, you know, the last couple of years. Um, you know, it, 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 they they are, I think the biggest thing for this group is that they those two are the big vocal leaders of the secondary. Those are the guys that get everybody's ducks in a row. In particular, Major was a guy that, you know, Brian Kelly – really from the star of fall last year really pointed out as someone who they like his communication skills. They like, they have trust in him in terms of uh, knowing where, where to be and knowing where other guys should be. Uh, and, and it's kind of like an extension of the coaching staff on the field, which they really, really appreciate and like. Um, and you could tell when he went down with that injury, um, there were some up and down moments for the secondary. They kind of had to adjust. I think they, they started with Brooks in that slot corner position, and then they they decided to move him back and in, in, in deeper down the field as a as a more traditional safety. And it's a you know move that really worked out, and you know allowed them to be more flexible with where they put Sage Ryan. And um, you know it's it's going to be important though for those guys to stay healthy because you're right, the depth behind them right now uh, is really a lot of freshmen. Um, you know, you got Matthew Langlois, who's been in the program for a couple of years, but he just hadn't been able to stay healthy um, and, and see much playing time. I know there was a lot of buzz coming in around him, but uh, certainly there's, you know, a lot of room for improvement in terms of the, the quality of depth behind those two guys. And I think we're going to learn a little bit more about that this spring. Another guy that catches uh, my eye just because I remember covering him during the recruiting process was Jordan Allen, uh, a guy that they really would also would like to yeah. see take a next step. A lot of young talent here. Uh, you kind of answered this, but I kind of want to get into a conversation because you did lose a lot of experience on the back end in this group. You mentioned Major Burns. You mentioned Greg Brooks Jr. I mean, is it too obvious that those are two guys that will need to step up as not just uh, – 
leaders on the field, but emotional leaders, vocal leaders for the back end of this defense. I mean, it's kind of hard for a guy like Zy Alexander, Deuce Chestnut, especially with the limited reps he's going to get this spring. Uh, Denver Harris, these younger guys that come in to kind of establish themselves early on. It's kind of rare that we see those guys say, hey, I'm the vocal leader. Uh, is it too easy to say that Major Burns could be that guy that takes a step, maybe takes it from a guy like, you know, Jarek Bernard Converse that was that last year, Makai Garner, Jay Ward, all these guys that have kind of graduated, they've left, uh, and now it's a room that's saying kind of looking, we're looking for that emotional vocal leader on the field. Well, I think those two were definitely vocal leaders last year. Um, they kind of had to be by necessity uh, as kind of the two deep safeties that they use a lot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that that will certainly continue. I, I, I'm much less worried about their vocal, um, you know, ability and leadership in terms of, you know, making sure everybody's on the right you know, path as, as much as I am about them adjusting to the new players that they're bringing in. Um, because, you know, look, I mean, every, you know, every player has a different set of skills. Um, you know, last year, Jarek Bernard Converse was a guy you could really just put on an island and expect that he was going to shut down that guy. And he did a really nice job of that last year um, for the most part. And so, um, you know, you don't have that. I don't think a, a guy that you expect to really come in and be, uh, you know, a, a guy who can take away half of the side of the field on, on one half of the field. You know, it's just it's just not there as much, I think, this year because some of the talent they brought in from the portal is a little bit younger and a little bit more inexperienced. Um, but they, they do have a bunch of talent. I mean, Denver Harris was a former five-star prospect for a reason. Um, you know, J.K. Johnson is a former top 50 player a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, uh, there, there's just a, there's a lot to work with there. Um and I'm going to be interested to see how they use the freshmen with the safety group. I mean, they recruited a bunch of these guys as corners. You know, JV and Toviano is a guy who was, you know, initially recruited as a corner. He could absolutely fill in as a safety if they need him to um, and, and, and provide some depth there. Um, you know, they, they have a lot of guys that are kind of enrolled right now already that, that are freshmen that I think uh, have an opportunity to, to really – uh, you know, assert themselves for depth purposes, you know, not only just Toviano, but um, uh, uh, Ryan Yates is on campus right now. Uh, Jeremiah Hughes, the cornerback, is on campus right now. Um, so they have a lot of, you know, players to kind of tool with and find out what exact roles they, they'll fit best. Um, but I think the best thing about the secondary is that they're pretty versatile in how they're going to be able to use a lot of these players. And uh, it's just going to be about those leaders and Brooks and Burns uh, really figuring out, you know, what what each player likes on the field and how they play and just kind of revolving it around that. Rise and shine, football fans. This is Susanna Fuller from Morning Footy, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Galazzo Network covering the breadth of the global game. Join me, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros, and guests every morning for the perfect blend of news, analysis, conversation, and exclusive interviews. If you love soccer, then look no further. We've got you covered for Europe's top five leagues, the W Gold Cup, the Champions League Knockout Stage, CONCACAF Nations League, NWSL, MLS, Transfer News, and much more. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Subscribe to Morning Footy. New CBS Monday. NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCIS! And join our elite team. What about the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? 
new NCIS, Monday, 9, 8 central, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. So we talked about the versatility that this group has. We talked about uh, the opportunity that you can either look at it one or two ways. They're young. That means they really haven't been molded yet, especially these guys that are transferring in. A guy like Denver Harris, I think this you know defensive room can say, hey, this is an uber-talented kid that you know we kind of wanted the first time go around. Now we get him, and he really hasn't really been molded necessarily. He still has you know opportunity to learn and mold him how we want defensive backs to play at LSU. But if I'm a fan and I'm sitting here saying Glenn, which we I don't know if we'll ever do this, but we have a Q&A with Glenn West live, and fans come ask Glenn questions. But if I'm a fan and, and I come up and say, okay, Glenn, you know, we have Greg Brooks, who's a super senior. We have Major Burns, who has multiple years of playing under his belt. And there's a lot of young talent. It's really easy to get caught up in looking at the transfer portal rankings. And look, that's what our company does. We, we rank these people. Uh, and LSU did a really good job. But what is the realistic expectation? What should my realistic expectation? There are going to be some growing pains, maybe with this secondary early on, especially. I mean, look, it's never too early to talk about it. That Florida State game that's returning, you know, a veteran quarterback. I mean, when you look at that, what is your expectation maybe when we get out of spring camp, we get into summer workouts and then fall camp of what this group, you know, is this going to take time to gel even into the season? Yeah, I mean, I think ideally what you'd like to see out of the spring is just um... – a little bit more knowledge of which guys are going to play which roles. Um, you know, is Denver Harris going to be an outside guy? Is he going to be an inside guy uh, in terms of slot? I mean, is, you know, are some of these freshmen going to really assert themselves as potential rotational players uh, in the secondary? Um, you know, I think it's really the spring. It's just going to be about figuring out which places these players have some success in and then building the scheme around that for the off season and into the fall. Um, it, it's just going to be really important for, you know, and look, they went through this last year with, with a lot of new guys and um, this staff, this coaching staff is very familiar with being able to implement a lot of new pieces into something that, you know, is, is going undergoing turnover for a second straight year and a lot of turnover at that. So, um, I think just defining roles, um, positions where players find the most success is going to be the biggest part of the spring. And, um, you know, and then come fall and, and certainly in the summer, you kind of, you know, you, you refine things, you, you, you uh, build scheme around it. You, you talk about, uh, you know, what, what, what the rotations might look like. And then you come back with a much better, clearer picture uh, in the fall of how to fit it all together. And so, um, you know, I think it's going to be uh, a work in progress, figuring out how many guys they can trust. Um, and you still got a couple that are going to come to campus in the summer. You got to, you know, figure them in as well. So uh, it, it's it's going to be a process for sure. Uh, but it's something that I think I have a lot of confidence in. And I think a lot of other people should have confidence in because they just did it last year. And I think you could make the argument that the talent this year has grown in terms of what they've, you know, Drag, uh, you know, gotten out of the portal. Um, you know, Makai Garner and, and Bernard Converse were just great one-year stop gaps. Um, mm -hmm. But having guys now that you can build a couple years around uh, is going to be really important for this secondary. Yeah, and I think you hit on it right there at the end. This is something where you talked about the experience that this staff gained last year trying to do this. Now they need to do it a little bit more here in year two. The goal is next year, year four, year five, year six. You're not doing this anymore. You're just starting to get into the business of 
you know, rotating guys in that have been in the program for maybe a year. They've learned under the older guys and now kind of transitioning into the sense of where you reload instead of rebuild. That's where LSU's trying to get really, Glenn, I would say, as we've talked about this, from an entire roster perspective, is trying to get to where the fact that they reload and not rebuild. Um, outside of Zy Alexander, as we kind of uh, roll here, I'm excited to see how Javion Toviano kind of pans out. This is a kid out of Arlington, Texas, that was very, very highly rated, uh, very highly touted playing high school over there. What's another guy that maybe fans should just keep an eye on? You know, I know you mentioned Alexander um, throughout this spring and maybe into the spring game. Yeah, I think probably the biggest one for me, um, you know, outside of maybe Isaiah Alexander, uh, was was going to be Denver Harris. I mean, he's a guy that you know has just so much you know potential, and you know you saw him play a lot early in the year last season. Um, but you know, it, it's you know it was a little bit of a mixed bag. You know, there were some you know character issues I think at A and M that they were working through, and um, you know Brian Kelly sat him down, had a nice conversation with him from everything that I've heard, and um, explained this is how it's going to be here. You know, and we think you have all the talent in the world. We think you're going to be great here. Um, and, 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 you know, I think that that really resonated with him. And so it's, it's going to be really important, I think, to see what he's got in the tank because um, he didn't play a whole ton down the stretch last year. And including in that LSU game, I think I, would, I think a lot of people were excited to see him, uh, you know, potentially go head to head with some of the LSU guys that were recruited in his same class. And, um, you know, you, you didn't see a whole lot of them last year, but, um, you know, it was, you know, it, he's a guy that I think just um, when you when you turn on the film and when you watch him and the way he moves uh, as a corner, uh, really, really exciting player and, and a guy that, again, you know, like I said, is, is a guy you can build a couple years around. You know, he doesn't have to be ready right away. I think you can certainly lean on Deuce Chestnut. You can lean on Zy Alexander, the kind of more veteran guys who have played a lot of college football. Um but I think if you want to be the best version of yourself next year, um, Denver Harris has got to figure in, figure into that mix um, pretty early on, and uh, you know pretty much grab a you know a stranglehold of one of those jobs. I mean, he's he's that talented. He's got um, a lot of attributes that you just can't really teach, um, and it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But he's I know that's not really an under the radar guy coming into this year, but. Uh, he's he's somebody that I think is is really exciting to watch, and I'm I'm excited to see him play this spring. Well, the good thing is because of the recruiting rankings, the transfer class, nobody's really under the radar with what LSU brought in. So that was a little bit of a double-edged sword question. Last, as we wrap it up here, I wanted to point this out because I didn't put this in my interview. Uh, we didn't put this in the interview with Zion Ferguson, but talking with him this past weekend in Atlanta, he did mention Ferguson, obviously the 2024 defensive back committed to LSU. I kind of asked him, I said, hey, this room right now obviously has a lot of talent. What have you seen? And this is a guy that has played some seven-on-seven seven against guys like Denver Harris and has seen these guys at different camps and stuff like that. And he said, uh, look, they have a lot of talent. And kind of echoing what you said, Glenn, it's going to be them meshing together. He said one thing that he's learned, especially playing on different camps and seven-on-seven seven teams, is that you have really good chemistry. You have to have that on the back end. And I think that's one thing I'm going to be really excited to see is how do they build this chemistry? And that's kind of a theme for 
the past year of LSU football. How do you build the chemistry very quickly to put yourself in the best position to succeed? And Zion Ferguson kind of echoed that this past weekend in Atlanta. Hey, we had a shorter episode today talking secondary. When we come back next week, we're going to be talking the front seven. We're going to be talking linebackers and defensive line as we get ready to roll into spring ball that we can't wait for, and we know that you can't wait as well. You may ask, hey, how do we stay in touch? How do we know what's going on? Well, first off, we need you to subscribe to the podcast like this video and tell us what you think. What are your expectations for the secondary? How well do you think they're going to gel? And can this group be do well enough to maybe alleviate some of the question marks on the front seven? It's going to be really interesting to watch how this LSU defense develops. If you're listening on the audio form, maybe it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you find that, make sure to hit that follow button as well. He's Glenn West. My name is Bryce Kuhn. We'll see you over on the forums. And if you aren't over there, make sure to sign up today to get ready for spring ball. This has been the Go 24-7 Podcast. We hope you have a fantastic rest of your The hit Paramount Plus original docuseries returns. The last time I saw Max, he looked at us laughing, and then everything changed in a blink of an eye. My feeling as a detective is that he was murdered. Yahoo Entertainment calls it a spine-chilling docuseries showcasing real-life tragedies. What about with your child who went missing? We need to know the truth. Never seen again. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.